0: 20 yards in! That is a jewel from G.M.K. Hunt!
1: On 11.16
2: SEN, The Four Diegos. G'day everyone and welcome to The Four Diegos on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on this Wednesday night. Hey, And thanks to Finey, uh, as always, um, on Before the Diegos and on from 7 uh, tomorrow night as well. And thanks to Zanas and Jeff Poulter as well, just Before the Diegos. Vinny Venezuela, welcome to you. Thank you very much, Rodrigo. Hello, everyone. Good to see you, Warren, tonight, uh, looking resplendent in that, uh, well, it's blue. Azure. Azure. There you go. Azure. And And can can I say, we're
3: all happy for Mark Rudin that the sun did come up this morning? that's
2: true. (laughs) Of course, you're talking about the darkest day in (laughs) football, which we might talk about a little bit later on. But Carlos, welcome to you as well. How are
1: you, Rodrigo? How are you there, Vinnie Venezuela and Warren and uh, listeners out there on a lovely, lovely Wednesday night? Cannot wait to talk world football with my brothers tonight. Yeah, and sisters. And um, And sisters. (laughs) (laughs) My brothers in the studio. And sisters.
2: Outside the studio. I wasn't correcting you guys. <laughs> we've got a big show for you tonight. Well, there is a sister somewhere along the way. Is, there is a there is sister. Um, we've got a big show for you tonight. Bruce Dittay mm. is uh, live from Korea. So looking forward to catching yeah, up with no, Bruce. Yeah, no, I don't
3: really want to speak to Bruce after <laughs> last night. Again, Mark Rudin's banned all conversation from people <laughs> that are of Australian origin in Korea.
2: So it's pretty dark over there too. And we'll also catch up with Mike McGrath from the UK. So going right around the world tonight and always... Uh, We'll take your calls if you've got them, nine four two nine eleven sixteen, or your text messages on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen.
4: Is it the dark days hotline, Rodrigo? Can yeah, we just be dramatic about it? Why yeah. not
2: on the on the SMS? Yeah. Is not that bad? Is it that bad? Of course, in light of the Asian yeah. Champions League uh, shellackings yeah. that Western Sydney Wanderers and uh, Brisbane Raw got last night, they mm. got uh, touched up a beauty from, um, unbelievably really, on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. 98 uh, Send us a text message. Was last night the worst day in football history? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was Club it the dark, darkest, yeah. day, yeah. darkest, darkest day, rather? darkest day, yeah. Hey, we've got a big show, as I said. Um, it's, uh, what is it, 8 past 11. We've got... Uh, some interesting stuff coming out of uh, Football Federation Australia, of course, and uh, expanding the A League. So they've decided they've decided not to expand the A League before the 2018-2019 season. Yep. So everyone that's put out all these wonderful proposals, get, mm. getting their teams together. I wonder how they're feeling at the moment. Is this a good thing for the game? Because they're saying basically that um, adding two teams under the current model will result in. Losses over yep. the next six years for most clubs. So, what are you, what are your thoughts on this? Start with you, Carlos. Morgan. start with me. Yes. Yeah, yep. Look, I, I you think, always do, Rodrigo. Well, so I'm it looking again. right at him.
1: Well, uh, I, you know, the, the I don't feel for the bid. The, the guys who've got, who've come out and said they want to. I don't, know, wanna, no. I don't feel for them on? because they your... weren't asked to put anything in. They just decided to, to preempt everything. And uh, you know, one rule is you never ever preempt FFA because you don't know what they're going to do. And for them to delay, it's a huge for me. It's a huge letdown that we've got to wait, you know, another two years for these new clubs to come in. But then again, the, the clubs will, you know, these bids will be better when they uh, when they get uh, lodged, and they've uh, and I suppose that the teams will be better when they when they get selected. I was saying- And so, so, and I think given that there's going to be a, I think they're working on an ownership model, a better ownership model amongst the, the clubs to give them a bit more autonomy. They should have a better environment for these new clubs to come into. So that's all great, but I suppose we're all getting really excited about it happening next year rather than in two years' time. So that's a bit of a letdown for me.
4: It's a bit of a letdown, but you've got to be prudent, Rodrigo. It's like Cristiano Ronaldo. Boring, you mean. He's not going to build another mansion in the backyard. He's not going to do the mansion lean-to until he knows he's got the money in the bank to do it because – you, you don't want to take risks with this sort of stuff because if you take risks with it, it'll, it'll all go south and then we're in a worse position. So at this point in time, I, I, I like the idea of being bold and audacious. Don't get me wrong, Rodrigo. I, I want expansion as much as anyone else. But r- right now, I don't want to sacrifice what we've got. I don't want to sacrifice the family home just because we wanted to put a pool in the backyard.
1: But I reckon oh. if we put it in the right place, <laughs> if we put it in the right place, like West Sydney Wanderers have plonked in the right place, if they had no money, but they, they plonked it in the right place. They took a little bit of a punt. There's a little bit of ambition there. And suddenly, look what we've got. We've got one of the most thriving clubs uh, that we've had in the, in any of our domestic national competitions. But I don't think anyone knows where the next right
2: place mm. is. I well, that's where you've got to do your homework. You've by, got to do it yeah,
1: that, that, I mean, West Sydney Wanderers, everyone was talking about West Sydney for years, for decades. We have to have a team in there. So it's, it was a little bit of guesswork, but we knew that it was Good probably going to... But now, is Geelong the place? I mm. mean, Warren, what do you reckon? Is Geelong the place? Is that well, is that like a West Sydney? Well,
3: all I'm saying is don't tweak my interest and expect me to actually... <laughs> You know, and then disappoint me. I mean if if it was never likely to happen because of the fact that it was financially irresponsible or is this something they've just discovered overnight, is it? No
1: no what they did, they ended up doing the tv deal in december they realized they probably got a little bit less than what they wanted and then they did their homework they did their accounting and they realized if we bring in two teams now on this amount of money because the only money they've got to spend really that their sponsorship's not great so the
3: um bidders are expecting to lose are they so they've gone in there looking to put bids together thinking they're going to lose they didn't
1: know at the time they thought that because FFA only have only announced now to the clubs and the owners how they're probably going to not divvy up the, the 57 mil, but it's uh, a bit more about um, you know, what we've got and how we've got to share that amongst the whole of sport, not just the A-League. And on the back of that, they've realised, if we bring in two more teams, they've done their accounting, that everyone's mm. going to experience losses for the next six years. Mm. I'm not going to come out and say
3: this, Categorically, <laughs> yes.
0: But are you going to say I this privately? No, no, no. I've
3: been doing a lot of listening during the week, and I was listening to Parliament during the week, and I was listening <laughs> to Ahmed Fahour, who is the who was the um, the chief executive of Australia Post, and he was earning about five point six million dollars a year. But he pretty much said that the life of a chief executive in a big company is five to seven years. Now, to me, I'm going to say that I actually not going to say it categorically. But I actually reckon that we're getting close to needing a fresh pair of eyes running the show in head office. I'm saying, but David Gallup's done a good note. No, no, we've had John
1: O'Neill, no, we've had David Ben Buckley, Buckley and, and we've got David Gallup.
3: David Gallup's been there for at
1: least no, four we, to five no, he years. He couldn't have been. Can't be because it's well, only been going for eleven years, and John O'Neill was the first. For how long? Ben Buckley. Well, Ben for Buckley was a couple of years. We've had three. Years. We've had three. So he's run his race. We need a fresh pair of eyes. Well, I, I don't know. Why?
4: just because he, he doesn't want to spend money, and and, and you know, I tell you what, Vinny, blow the budget.
3: Um, and I don't, and I haven't normally advocated for this stuff around, you know, a crowded sporting agenda and you know competing interests and that sort of stuff. But if netball, and I'm going to say this honestly, if netball can come up with their own internal Australian competition, I know the, the amounts are completely different. But, you know, they started a new Australian competition and they went and they got three brand-new teams. You know, they got a second team in Sydney. They got a, a team on the Gold Coast. They got a second team in Melbourne. They were bold in
1: terms of their initiative. Yeah, but Channel 9's bankrolling that. Yeah, but they play netball on Channel 9, on the on the one of the secondary But channels. what
3: I'm yeah. saying to you is there's got to be some boldness around this. And I would have thought if two new teams are going to bankrupt or put – a financial stress on a 10-team competition. I tell you what, I'm no mathematician, but that probably means to me that the whole thing is a bit flimsy
4: in terms of the long-term sustainability of everybody. I want to say this to David Gallup. You let me down at the World Cup when you didn't come back when I was (laughs) locked out and I needed your help to get into the game. But notwithstanding that, and I'm prepared to forgive you for that, I trust in your judgment on this one because I think you people – have got the big picture, and, and they genuinely have got the best interest of the league and the long-term viability of the league uh, at heart. I, I, I genuinely
2: believe that. The economic rationalist uh, has yep. spoken.
4: I have spoken. Hey, I'm not uh, building
2: the pool in the backyard, Rodrigo. Snapper wants to have his say. In, he's in Port Phillip Bay. G'day, Snapper, and welcome to the Wednesday night edition of the Diego's. Welcome.
0: Good evening, gents. How are we going? Yeah, not
2: too bad, thank you. What do you That's think about expansion?
0: It has to happen. We can't be sitting on our hands um, without um, with a ten team comp uh, any longer. I mean, um, I think one of you boys said that you can't think of a place to put a new team. Ever thought of Tasmania? Tasmanians want their own AFL team. The AFL haven't haven't said anything yet. Perfect time for the A League to go there and say we're going to give you your own football team. Watch them all jump on board. Take oh take. Take that state and turn it into a world game state. That'll, that'll put, it, It's basically putting the heart through the AFL and saying, you took your time, we've come in, and we've made it a world game state. Watch them all jump on board. We can't, this, this 10-man cock, we're seeing it this season. Sydney FC, Melbourne Victory running away from it. If Melbourne City, my club, as you boys know who I follow, were, were, were you know, consistent enough, they're, they're your three big clubs in Australia, and they will always stay up there. I heard Bozza and Rudin last night having a go at the FFA with salary cap. I think Simon Hill made it made it clear at the Wanderers game last night that um Hulk and Oscar were worth $98 million combined. That is three times the amount of the salary cap here in Australia for the 10 teams combined. Um, and I think he said in the K League that there's a $2 billion TV deal, the UK station. I mean, they're, they're, these, these figures, they're taking the next step, you know, in, in trying to get their leagues going. And the longer the A-League holds off on giving the clubs extra money for salary cut spending, giving the clubs, you know, other clubs that are coming to A able to grow this, we're not going to get a look in. I mean, I mean, you look at, you know, West Ham coming to play, Adelaide United, you look at who Sydney FC is playing next year. We're getting a global. We're getting global attention, but for as long as it stays a ten-man team, teams from around the world are going to say, um, "Any chance of you know shaking it up a bit?" And I think this is why FIFA have had enough with the FFA because they want to see expansion. They want to see growth in Australia. let look at yeah. Melbourne City. Came you know the, the City Football Group came in. They're pumping so much money. Do you think that they're happy with with a ten-man team? Um, for, a ne- for the next two years, they won't be happy. They want to see growth as well. They want to see their money being put to good use. And right now, there are three teams in the A League. If they were to put salary cap, would dominate. That's Sydney, Victory, and City. And It'll course, be very Sydney,
2: interesting, uh, Snapper. Sorry to to see what the um, the nine or the television network things uh, think of this because you know ten, 10 teams. There's only a couple of you know. Big games that they get. They want they want marquee games, don't they? And, mm. and uh, it'd be very interesting to know what Fox Sports uh, think about this, and and potentially the other network that uh, the, the the FFA are looking to bring on board.
4: The other thing I'd say, you know, we've had North Queensland Fury, which was positioned in a part of Australia that was meant to sort of sort of gather in a pocket of. Of, of supporter base that probably hadn't been tapped into and it sounded like a good idea and that didn't work then we had Gold Coast United which was going to give us a, another derby in that Queensland. was stuffed yeah,
1: up yeah, by but both those teams were put into the competition on the wrong premise, uh, North Queensland FU, was all about beefing up our World Cup bid, Gold Coast was just us being starry eyed over Clive Palmer's jet that's all it was and all the big talk we, they weren't, they weren't put in place on the on the right basis. though. but I think we've learnt a lot. The next two teams, there'll be evidence and data why we would select them over someone and, else.
2: And what they're doing is just, uh, they're basically giving themselves more time. Really, I mean, they 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 are going to expand, but not until the 2018-2019. So but, there's but, an element yeah. of you know, let's be brave here a bit because. Because it looks like you know we're we're missing we're missing as ten, ten team composit- competition um, is 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 quite it, you know,
1: boring. But, it, but, but it won't boring. be it won't be as bad if the new ownership model really does give the clubs more power to fulfil their own destiny True. in some way. So I'm I'm excited about that because that means the owners will mm. be excited to spend and to do more because they'll get more benefit from what their investment will be. And I'm waiting for that. And I'm kind of hoping that the owners will be happy with that because that will allay some of the frustration of not having a a team coming in. But If you think about it, by the way, two years means the team's going to be selected next year. So we'll have a, a good year right. of of you know of finding out what they're doing to develop and get excited about the new teams too. So did the FFA ever come out and say we're going to do it next year?
2: I, I can't remember. No, them they no, there was a,
1: there was suggestion. No, they probably weren't quoted, but they leaked it out to journalists, right. and journalists were writing it. There's a lot of journalists right now who would be really frustrated because right. they were given yeah, yeah. A, a lot of stuff about it being in 2017. Was it in the manifesto? Uh, sorry, 2018.
2: Was it in the manif- Might have been in that manifesto that they did. Remember they, they did a manifesto on the game and uh, there were the journalists. Did? no, no, the, no. the FFA. FFA did. Yeah, yeah, they, they all good that.
3: regimes do manifestos, yeah. Rodrigo. Was it like Jerry Maguire's manifesto. Yeah, I can't remember what it was yeah. called, all good regimes. Was there do
2: a goldfish involved, Rodrigo? There, there must have been, Vinny. But uh, come, with right, me, Vinny, with come with me, Vinny. Come with me. All the journos kind of, <laughs> uh, you know, were, were basically uh, informed. But they were all shocked that it yeah. was a
1: six year deal rather <laughs> than a four year deal with the TV rights. They were all leaked information about it being four years. So that's what that's, I think there's some, some real disappointment. When the final TV deal came out, people weren't expecting it because the journos were writing something else. And now with the expansion being delayed, I think there's a few really frustrated journos out there who put their reputation on the line a little bit on this. By the way, thanks for your call, Snapper. really appreciate your thoughts
2: as always. Hey, let's take a break now and... uh... The Tonight Show, of course, is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing, and the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday night edition of the Four Diego's. We're back on Saturday, actually. Um,
1: Saturday Some from of us.
2: 10 till <laughs> midnight. Yeah, no, Carlos, but uh, that's Gee, that's good. we'll uh, look
1: after it. Family wedding, I can't. I've got to be wedding. there and I've got to, uh, you know, object. You know, uh, when they say, does <laughs> anyone object to this? I've got to object. He's one.
3: asked me to come in next week after I've just had a... My eye out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thanks for the... Uh, we don't want to go into the description of the operation, no. Warren. But, uh, I'm
3: having a procedure and I'm still coming in. Because <laughs> yes. I have to. Is it a probe? Are they probing you? <laughs> <it?
1: laughs> Are they going
2: deep? <laughs> <laughs> we, we hey, uh, we're still trying to get oh. Bruce Jute from Korea. Really looking forward to that. Um, hey, Bruce, if you're listening, mate, uh, turn on your phone. Do you think Bruce would be listening? <laughs> yeah, no. He'd be... Uh, he'd be um, you would be listening on, hmm. on the internet, on SCN, on the SCN app, but uh, we're going to the UK right Do now. Do we have to, to? Yes, we have Why? to. Why? And we have to catch up with <laughs> our man who we've promoted up the order here tonight. He's your uh, man, not my man. From the Sun in the UK, Mike McGrath. day, Mike. Welcome uh, to the Diego's.
5: Thank you
2: very much. I don't mind being the substitute. No, Never don't. the substitute. Never. Never. We've promoted you yep. after all these years, he's Mike. The super Actually, you're, you're
1: the evergreen. No, he's the super sub, <laughs> Mike, Mike. McGrath. We, we keep you later,
2: so because it's better for you. Yes, that's right. That's why we keep you later yeah. in the show, Mike. Uh, but well, uh,
1: if he if he gets on the phone, I don't mind if you hang
2: up. <laughs> <yeah. me. laughs> no, uh, no, no. You're we're talking to you now. So how's,
1: f- so? How's parenthood going <laughs> after a week, Mikey? Going okay. Yeah. You I fix- fix- Are you over it? <laughs> <laughs> T- tiring.
5: Oh,
4: um,
5: Mike. I've mean, introduced, introduced him to some football as well, which, uh, which is basically me watching football and him watching me watching football. So Mike,
2: can he say the word snake yet? <laughs> he, yeah, in reference, nah. of course, to Leicester City's players, um, because they can play after their 3-1 uh, victory of Liverpool uh, once they got rid of their manager, Claudio Ranieri. What do you make of all that, Mike?
5: Yeah, I mean, they they clear they, they weren't happy with him, regardless of what they say publicly. Um, we, you know, we've been working on the story myself, um, and we're very very confident with the material that we had, which was that they weren't happy with him, and they voiced these concerns to the owners. Um, and you know, and that's not to say Ranieri was perfect either. Into I know there's a, a great grand groundswell of um, you know sympathy for him, but you know he wasn't perfect either. It was just uh, kind of maybe the last week has kind of shown us how ruthless and harsh football can be, and what a short memory that we have. But there was um, there, there was substance there to to say that the players weren't happy, and I suppose a three-one win over Liverpool kind of um, is evidence of that.
1: Mike, it's Carlos. Um... Now, what did Renieri do differently this season? Because they played against Liverpool. The Leicester boys, after he'd gone, they played against Liverpool. It was almost a carbon copy of what they were doing every week last season. And they hadn't produced any of that this season. So was it Renieri that was his tactics different? Did he start getting cocky with his players and thought that they were better than what they are? Because they went just back to bread and butter and Vardy looked just as good as he did, you know, scoring week after week last season.
5: Yeah, maybe they were helped by Liverpool and um and the way they set up against them, a bit like City earlier in the season when they when they um when they set up you yeah, and played into the hands of Leicester. But I would say that um you know, with with Ranieri just having a look into his history as well, he does have um he does tend to listen to his players in the first year. Um, and then go his own way the second year, which is what we were hearing out of um, the King Power this season, that he was more of his own man this year, uh, taking more training and marginalising uh, Craig Shakespeare, who is a, a, a fantastic coach. He's obviously in, in charge now. Um, and, you know, apparently this happened in, in the Valencia as well. He would listen to a lot of the players in the when he survived there and see what the... What the mood of uh, the squad was, um, and that might harshly say that the Leicester team kind of ran itself last year. But I mean, all all good teams do that, don't they? You know, like the the great Manchester United teams had a had a great manager in Alex Ferguson, but they also were self-sufficient. And they you know, they made sure everybody was on the same page. And I think that's what happened last year with Leicester.
4: Mike, has there been a membership spike from um English teachers and librarians now that Shakespeare's <laughs> got, got the top job?
5: <laughs> yeah, there's always that kind of historical Thing with Leicester isn't there with um, Shakespeare and also Richard III last year. So you got so, quotes.
4: You got quotes now to, to to choose from with Shakespeare at the, at the helm, yeah, surely.
5: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, to be or not to be is probably. Really <laughs> you, use the word hoop, you know, Mike. It's uh, <laughs> <that's> a Shakespearean
4: <laughs> word. My kingdom for a striker. <laughs> yes, yeah,
5: indeed. So, and, and it looks like he's get. He's, well, he's going to be in charge for the weekend. I think it's almost his to lose now. If they win at the weekend.
3: Mike I'm actually interesting one. Yeah no and I'm actually coming over in 3 weeks to Mike, to watch see. my beloved's play. Now I'm going to I'm going to ask a hard question particularly of Jurgen Klopp because the boy is reminding me a little he's almost like the Donald Trump of the Premier League. He promises a lot and under But no, I shouldn't say that. But <laughs> the defensive frailties of Liverpool is almost like a cancer that's been at that club now through successive managers whether it be brendan Rodgers, whether it be jürgen klopp whether it be roy hodgson the defensive frailties you get a person that can throw a semi-long throw and a and team that plays route one football it doesn't matter who they've recruited or what style they've decided to play it is an absolute um it's just rife amongst the club and i'm not sure how it gets fixed and i'm not sure whether Jurgen Klopp knows how to fix the defensive frailties of Liverpool.
1: Well,
5: I think there are a couple of ways. One is better coaching, um, (laughs) better preparation. But I think also they they really paid the price for having two unsuccessful uh, transfer windows in terms of getting what they needed. Um, So you know they desperate. I think that they need another centre back and. The first half of the season, they were playing goalkeeper. really well, but but everybody knew that they were getting away with it in two positions, which was left back and goalkeeper. Um, and they did get away with it, and and it was only a matter of time. And I'm not saying James Milne is not an excellent player, uh, but they, they need a left there. They they do need another goalkeeper, and I'd say a centre back as well, more uh, a more commanding one uh, than than they have at the moment. So. Um, you know, even even Nathaniel Klein. You, you hear the Southampton boys, and they were saying that Bertrand was the one that was really he was the really intelligent player out of those two fullbacks when they were together. Um, yeah, there's problems there, but that doesn't that doesn't disguise the fact that you can you can coach players to defend well, um, and they need a bit of that as well. So I think I think that, yeah, like you say, there's problems there that that need to be solved. You know, you've got somebody like Jamie Carragher doing the anal- analysis on Sky TV. I mean, they need somebody like that, just a leader at the back there, um, to kind of pull it all together.
1: Mike, uh, Arsenal Bingo. It's amazing. He's under a lot of pressure at the moment. To, you know, bigger, big, slot, big slight uh, big, you know, cohorts of the the fans there at Arsenal, or uh, probably, you know asking for his uh, removal or asking him for you know to to leave the club so someone else new can come in but it's interesting at that moment suddenly there's an announcement this week of media reports that there's a 30 million pound a year offer from a Chinese super club, and he's knocked it back because he wants to he wants to do his best for Arsenal or, or go to another club. What do you make about a story like that coming out at this time, given that he's a bloke probably where a lot of people are unquestion- uh, sort of questioning his uh, his uh, you know suitability for the job going forward. I mean,
5: uh, I. I don't know the origins of the story, but I certainly is, I think we carried it yesterday as well, and um, it, it, it certainly shows that he's a he's a man in demand. You know, I don't know, like I said I don't know where it's from, where it's from the Wenger camp or from from the Chinese end, but it shows that he's in demand. He's still a fantastic name. My own information is that he's still obsessed with football and obsessed with Arsenal. I, I, and you, you have and whatever you say about what he's done, I think. Twenty years and most of that being in the top four is to me is success. Particularly when you look at the competitiveness of the of the Premier League, I just think I just I'm just not the, the toxicity is coming from the fans I know, but to me I think oh, I'd be del- I'd be delighted with finishing fourth this season when there's so many good teams around. Uh, you know, so he, i I'd consider that success. Yet people want him out, so I'm, I'm not quite sure on that one.
4: Mike Avini, here just very quickly. Someone's given you license to buy a, a striker. Someone in the prong position. Do you go Zlatko Ibrahimovic or you go Harry Kane?
5: Well, you, you go Kane. You go Kane because he's younger and he's and you'll get another ten years out of him. But at the moment, you, Zlatan is undroppable for any team in the in the league. Even if I think even if Mourinho had Kane at his disposal, I think. Ibrahimovic just gets in the team, in any team in the world at the moment. He's 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 a match winner, um, unlike any at the moment. Um, I just, I, I can't, uh, I can't see it stopping this season. It's going to be really interesting to see if he's going to adapt his game. Um, you know, if he just, I, I just don't know where it's going to end either because he hasn't got any pace. He's just doing it all off, you know, all in his head, really. <laughs> um, and being intelligent, um, yeah, Amazing goals, amazing performance at the, at, the, um, at the weekend. And he's really carrying um, a great club. He's carrying on the pitch himself.
2: Intelligence and intimidation, Mike. Two uh, fantastic yeah. ingredients for a, a striker like him. Hey, um, mate, we have to let you go. Uh, and uh, as always, um, thanks for your time. And uh, nice talking to you a little bit earlier tonight.
5: You too, guys.
2: reach you soon. There's Mike McGrath from The Sun in the UK. Uh, on a bit earlier tonight, uh, Hey, just off the text messages here, um, uh, Marie, uh, hi, guys. Um, I tipped Leicester. Ha, ha, ha. Liverpool chokers. There you go. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey <laughs> Just for you, Warren, I'm sure. But, uh, if hey, that, that was a text message to Carlos, you wouldn't read that out. I would have. I would <laughs> no, have. you
3: wouldn't have. No, you enjoyed that too, didn't you?
2: I, I did. You did. You I enjoyed did. it. I and Marie, like that.
3: Marie, I subscribe to the theory that any feedback's good feedback, so <laughs> That's I, th- I right. appreciate that. <laughs> That's, right. That's why I read it out, because I knew you've got such a positive attitude a Glass half
2: full, I am. I'll, you
3: are. They'll be winning in three weeks when I'm over there, and you guys won't be. I hope And I won't they be talking to you just either. for you. You know, I'd love to see myself come up on screen, Warren. Not there. Warren, <laughs> still not there. Warren, not answering. Not answering. <laughs> Warren, in a tunnel. The phone's called, the sky's Warren, in a press conference, yeah. not able to get and then, there. And then,
1: and then a, 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 your travelling friend will ring us, will answer your phone saying, Warren in jail. Yeah,
4: <laughs> Warren, compromising position with Bubba. <laughs>
1: Thanks
2: for your company tonight. Uh, geez, time flies when you're having fun here on the 4 Diegos um, in the Asian Champions League game. Uh, Zhang FC 1, Adelaide 0. Hey, now we're going from the UK with Mike McGrath. We're going now to Korea, and we're catching up with uh, Bruce Jitte, star at Suwon FC. G'day, Bruce, and welcome to the Diegos. Thanks for coming on, guys. Oh, no, thank you. It's Rodrigo Rodriguez. We've got Vinny Venezuela, Warren Diego, and Carlos Alberto Diego. How do we find you? How are you going, and how, uh, how are you shaping up?
6: Yeah, going well. Got through pre-season quite well. It was... Um a solid one, to say the least. Uh, two months uh, in camp, and the season starts this weekend. So, looking forward to that.
4: Now, Bruce, can you confirm—is your nickname Kimchi now? <laughs> <laughs>
6: they call me Jun oh, yeah. oh, Su. Oh, Jun I like that. <laughs> what does me that mean?
4: <laughs> no, it's just a Korean name. <laughs> no, we've, we've looked no up. We've, Have
1: you looked it up? <laughs> no, we've looked up the translator here. And it means uh-huh. gun forward. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> gun strike a gold uh-huh. machine. That's what it means. Because if they say he's nothing but a Junsu,
4: you mean it can't be good.
3: <laughs> now, Bruce, um, food, lifestyle, all the important... I'm not worried about what's happening on the field. Now, when you, you said camp, I'm, I've got connotations of like a, a Korean boot camp where they take you into some, you know, isolated area and they basically <laughs> punish you for two months. Is it an A-League-like pre-season? Or is it a little bit more, you know, intense?
1: Apparently some players go missing <laughs> during these just camps. Just across the border? Yes. Not in North Korea.
6: <laughs> uh, it's, it's got the length of, of time like that. The A-League preseason is obviously a bit longer, but uh, this one was doubles pretty much every day except game days. And for the first month, I think one of the two sessions daily was a running session. So a little bit old school like that. But, um, you know, they're big on building the base, fitness base, strength base. Um, you know, they, they. the coach said at times he wished he had more time. And, you know, the players were thinking <laughs> the season started. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, everyone gets through it. Everyone goes through it. The preseason's probably the least enjoyable time of, of the season. You know, all the boys uh, uh, chomping at the bit to get the, the games rolling and, and our first one's this Sunday. So we're looking forward to that.
3: And um, I'm, I'm interested in the communication because even watching the game last night, you're aware of how many different nationalities play in competitions like that. Communication between the coach and the players and having a multilingual side with a whole lot of different people from different countries... Is it? Does it become easy, or is it always a little bit, you know, lost in translation, so to speak?
6: Yeah, I feel like something's always lost in translation, <laughs> but you get the idea. You, you, you know, you, and if you've got any questions, you know, you're free to ask. We have got a translator anyway, but you know, it's funny. Sometimes the coach might be yelling something. Sometimes might be speaking calmly. But the translator always speaks in the same tone of voice <laughs> 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 something to get lost in translation but um but yeah, I think uh, you adapt to the situation and on the field, you learn the basics right, left, go, stop, or press um hold uh, you know you learn those 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 few words and and that can hold you in good stead for the start, and then obviously as as time goes by people understand your playing style, you understand your teammates' playing style, and and you get the click a bit more like that.
1: Bruce, it's Carlos. Uh, You came to Suwon FC at a time when they really needed a saviour and uh, you very nearly did save. you played 13 games and scored five goals and uh, you and Adrian uh, you know Adrian Leia who's there you know former Melbourne victory captain and, and a bit of a star he uh, you, you guys nearly you know uh, avoided relegation with the side but you ended up going down with them uh, what makes obviously you performed really well there and they liked you because they, they've kept you on what makes you so suitable to Korean football and have the coaches there at all tried to maybe tweak your game a little bit saying there might be a little bit of a rough edge here, you should be working on that,
6: yeah, I think uh you know, obviously, we failed last season, I just caught the back end of it, but um you know I always wonder sometimes if, if we deserve to go down, but at the end of the day, at thirty odd games, if you go down, then you probably do deserve to go down yeah <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah it came down to the last game uh, didn't didn't have enough to to get us over the line after that, obviously uh the second part of your question about game style. I think I prefer playing in Asia. You no, know, I always enjoyed playing in the Champions League, to the A League. I I don't know why. Um, I just enjoyed playing against the Japanese teams, the Chinese teams, the, the, the Korean teams, and and uh, even my my loan spell in in China. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed playing in that league. I'm enjoying it here in in, in Korea as well. I enjoyed my time in the A League. It's just different though. You don't have to play in that scolding heat. Um, you know the the, the games are uh, a little bit slower here as well. They're not as they're not as uh, high tempo. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just prefer to, to 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 play against Asian opposition if you like. Um, after that, uh, tweaking my game. The coach uh, mentioned at the start of preseason he wanted me to work a bit. My agility, so I've been I've been working on that specifically with the with the fitness coach. But besides that, he said he was was pretty happy with the rest of my game. But just wanted me to improve my agility a little bit, so I've been working on that one.
4: Bruce, hey, if you're not happy with the tweaking, just blame the translator. So he <laughs> didn't understand what he was saying, and you should be alright.
6: I do extra, extra sessions. I was translating why <laughs> head, head, head coach. Yeah, just <laughs> very much. Coach says something then. Don't ask questions. You just do mm. it. So I just I say kenchana. Ah, that
4: does that K mean
1: Ah, very good, kenchana. <laughs> like, Is that just voice. jump ho- Jump however high you want me to jump. Is that what that means?
6: Yeah, that means you want me to jump off that bridge.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the word for a, I want a new contract? <laughs> <laughs> Have you learned that, that one? That one. Hey, I just want to ask you. You know, given uh, we had a pretty bleak day at Champions League level uh, uh, yesterday, with with two of our teams getting shellacked, effectively. You know, it's been de- described as the dark days of Australian football. Given that you're over in Asia, and given that you're saying that the way they do pre season is is a little bit old school, what do you put down as being sort of the reason why? You know, we we was it just a, a one off? it was a bad day. Are we doing something significantly wrong in Australia?
6: I don't think it was a one-off. I think I played in three Champions League campaigns. We didn't make it out of the group stage once. All the other times, once we got to the final, um, obviously lost to Gambro Sarkar. I'd already left by then, but the team got all the way to the final and, and the other time, the other two times, I think we lost in the quarters. So, you know, we, uh, Australian teams are more than capable of, of doing well in the Champions League. Western Sydney Wanderers won the thing not that long ago. So, I think the problem now, like, you know, it's resonating really negatively over here. I'll tell you now, you know, we, we had our season launch last night and Boys would jump from the live score going, oh, Australia, no good. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? It helped that soul got smashed as well. But still, it wasn't a, it wasn't a good look for, for Australian football, that's for sure. But, you know, the biggest problem I see, and maybe not the biggest problem, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but one of the key issues I see is that the best Australian teams don't compete in the Champions League. Mm. Adelaide United is not... Athletic United of last season are a big yep. difference. You know, put Sydney see CM victory in the Champions League yep. today, and mate, hey, those score lines, you don't see them. Yep. Wanderers this year, it's not Wanderers of last year. So, effectively, what happens is the teams that qualify for the Champions League and the teams that compete in the Champions League tend to be completely different. And I think this year, that's really coming to light. I think. And in the A-League with a cap, and it's not a cap issue, but in the A-League with the cap, if you have a successful team, chances are you're going to lose mm. a fair number of those players in the following season. And if you've had success, then next season you're going to be in the Champions League. But you've lost half your squad. Now, if you don't recruit well, that's the result last night. The, the, the result were it's not last night, huh? It's a whole Champions League.
1: Mm.
6: They've only played a couple of games, and they've have they been a good one. Yeah, probably not. No, that's,
1: that's, <laughs> you know,
6: hasn't. it's 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 that. It's like you know, I've, I've seen the the guy from Jiangsu when we were on preseason in, in Jeju. I've seen a, my old captain uh, at Jiangsu uh, he's now in the coaching staff. A, a few players uh, uh, that are still playing from when I was there, and they were saying, you know, uh, oh, Adelaide, Adelaide, not good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, yeah. They're like, why? Yeah. Why in Champions League? I said, look, last year we won everything and, and a lot of players left. You know, Craig Goodwin left, Stephen mm. Mork left, I left, Pablo Sanchez gone, Bruce Kamau's gone. You know, you're ripping out a lot of the squad. And then you've got a team now, Galekovic is injured, Karuska's not in the squad, Larocca's injured. Well, you probably got Tariq, Maroni, McGowan, maybe mm. the only players, Thidiot, from the grand final day. Mm. Now no, Bruce, I, you, it makes it difficult. That's all I'm saying.
3: Yeah, you talked and you talked about Adelaide and not replacing them, and and you win a title, you move on to other opportunities and and, and whatever. You must and you do by the sounds of it still take a very active interest in the A League. Has it surprised you that Adelaide didn't seemingly go after replacements? For, for, your, for the players that you mentioned to try and maintain the standard because it's, it's been a really rapid decline this season to pretty much being uncompetitive in most games, to be honest.
6: Yeah, extremely disappointing. And, you know, hindsight's a beautiful thing. You know, everyone turns around now and says, oh, should they have, should they have, should they have? But even pre the, 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 the season starting... You know, the, the 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 leadership group, the senior players were going, hey, <laughs> we need some players here. Mm. We've lost a lot of players here. And it's not even just about replacing quality on the field. That's easy. If that's all it was, teams who did well would always do well. But you've got to replace the characters. You've got to hope that the people coming in adapt. You've got to hope that the camaraderie stays around the level that it was. All these things, that's why when you've got a good player, I always believe you need to do whatever it takes to hold on to that player. That's where the cap hurts clubs. Mm. Right? But everyone's got to deal with it. You know, Victory have been successful for a long time. They're, they're, they're a very good example of a team that's always in the top. Always. are always fighting for it. One, two seasons maybe in the history of the A-League where they weren't. But they're there, thereabouts every year. Every year, they're ambitious. Every year, they're signing big players. And every year, more players are going to want to go there for that particular reason. You know, some people think sometimes that, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, they want to sign another striker. Oh, you know, that competition, Bruce, is it? It's like, no. I'm in a squad here in Korea. There's 35 players in our team. Mm. That's competition. In A-League, you can only have a maximum of 23. And players... Want to play with good players. The more good players you bring, the better. You know what I mean? No, no one arrived to be a professional athlete because they're worried about a bit of competition. You know what I mean? So even before the season started, you know, myself, Eugene, Karusta, Tariq, the, the leadership group, you know, we were asking the questions. We need players. Mm. We've lost a lot of players. And we're not seeing the replacements. And then I don't know after what the season starts because I'm not in the change room day in, day out. I don't know what happens after that. But the players they brought left mm. already. Yep. yep. has hey, gone, James has gone, Guardiola's gone. Yeah. So, so that makes it difficult. That makes for a very difficult season, and that's what they're experiencing at the moment.
2: Mate, it's great insight. I uh, wish we had more time to talk to you, mate. But um, in letting you go, uh, good luck in your, on your season tonight with on FC, and um, we'll keep a very close eye on you, and we we'll hope to talk to you very, very soon. Have a great season.
6: Thanks for having me on, guys, any time.